Welcome back to Teaching with the Body and Mind. I'm here with Tom. Hi. And Ross. Hi, Mike. And Joey. Hey. And last week we got into a pretty heady discussion about children making meaningful choices and and I can't remember what else because it was Actually, very heady. They were, they were making choices that were meaningful. Or making choices that, okay, yeah. Yep. Tom's going to get back to It was to that the type answer. of thing. Back into the rabbit hole. So today I really wanted to get uh, much more concrete and talk about, um, I, don't, I work with a lot of teachers and try to help them when something's not working, they'll often come to me and be like, oh, this child won't put his coat on, for instance. And I try to help reflect with the teacher about, so what is the need versus what do you want? What's the wants of the teacher? The expectations of the teacher might be a better word. Mm-hmm. And then the second part of that, once we decide what's the actual need, then we focus on what are five strengths of the child, and then what are ways to use those strengths to meet the need. And we just kind of, usually then, when you do that, you find out that, oh, I just forget about the teacher expectation and come up with a way to meet the need. A child needing, you know, wearing a coat to go outside in Minnesota, it's cold outside, so a child does have to have a coat on. In this particular, oh, um, certain times. At certain I would, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would make a little asterisk. There are times where you think the kid needs a coat and they actually know their that's own true. physical needs. And that's, that might that's be a really good but point. But that's a, that's a side. Yeah. yeah. Bring yeah. that up again in a second. So okay. I, I was saying, so <laughs> yeah. this was definitely, this was, you know, for sure below 10 degrees uh, Fahrenheit. A true safety need. Yeah, yeah, it was a safety need to have a coat on at some point. Could you go outside, realize it's cold, and then put it on? Yes. But the teacher had an expectation with the idea that her class was going to be going to kindergarten, so therefore the kids need to put their coat on because in kindergarten they will need to. Now, granted, the next time they'll need a coat in kindergarten will be, that was February, so they need one in... The child will be a full year older. Yeah, yeah. the child will be, Mm -hmm. well, at least seven months older. Well, no more than that, right? Yeah, Yeah, nine months older. So, you know, that, that isn't necessary. So forget Mm -hmm. about the teacher expectation. The need is we need a child to have a coat on. What are the child's strengths? In this case, the child liked hanging out with their friends. And so the other teacher expectation that she didn't mention at first is, well, they go to their cubbies and they stay in front of their cubby to put their coat on. This is so the teacher feels in control. They know where all the kids are because they're in front of their own cubby. Mm -hmm. Well, knowing the strength of the child really liked to socialize with his friends, grab the coat go find, you know, Timmy or whatever the friend's name was and talk to your friend. And so that's what he did. And Timmy would be putting on his coat and talking and the other child would be talking and like put on his coat without even thinking about it because that's what his friend was doing. And then he went outside. Um, I would have been okay with going outside with, maybe the teacher carries the coat and go outside. Or even, you know, the kids would say, can you put it, or put it on for me. You know this. That's a. I mean, it's, it's a. Just, be, it's a beautiful example. I yeah. really like that example. I. I, I have a, a, a real concrete question. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> to go back to you said you 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 look for five strengths. Why five? Because for this one isn't as challenging, but sometimes there's a kid who doesn't like to join group time, doesn't like to help clean up when all the mm-hmm. kids are cleaning up, doesn't you know does all the stuff, yeah. and so the teacher starts to lose sight of what the strengths are. Mm -hmm. And so there might be a strength, oh, he's cute, or he's funny. I'm saying he, because I'm thinking of a specific kid. The pronoun could be anything, but it's usually easy to come up with one or two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where it's just... And and superficial. And superficial. So I feel like five was just enough where, okay, so he's cute, he's funny, and, you know, what is he good at? And, you know, starting to... Do, Do teachers get stuck? Um... 
No, but they often, ha when they're at the point of coming to me, they usually start to um, only notice the things that are bothering them, if that mm -hmm. makes sense, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You tend to like focus yeah. on the, so it's like, oh, he won't help clean up. He won't help clean up. It's like, so he never helps you? Oh, he really likes helping me. You know? It's yep. like, wait, yeah. Oh, yeah. There, the one time I told everyone there was five minutes till we clean up. And I started putting away the brushes and I asked him if he wanted to help. And he said, yeah. And he was really excited. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh. So he actually likes helping a teacher. But in the during cleanup time when the whole class is doing it, the teachers are all over the place helping, right. you know. Yep. So they started doing, okay, when we say five minutes to clean up, hey, Joey, do you want to help me do right. this? And usually he did. And then when it was time to clean up for the rest of the class, you know, because other kids, well, it's not fair. You right, know, Joey's right. not cleaning up. And they say, oh, he was helping me earlier. He yeah, put away he did his job. And so, you know, it was actually more about <laughs> the wanting to be with it. But right. the okay. teacher wouldn't have said that. Yeah, yeah. In, if I just said, what are some strengths? Yeah. Well, thanks. You you, you yeah, made yeah. really clear yeah. that that it could be superficial or it could be yeah, whatever. Yeah. And, and five seemed to be a good number. You want to have a little bit. Mm, I got the from to think. Sarah or, or, Langworthy in her book about working with children with trauma actually has people write ten strengths, and mm -hmm. for that same reason that yeah. when kids are really you know when they have suffered trauma, it's often they're pushing boundaries. They're trying to get you mm -hmm. to be mad mm -hmm. at them. And so she's like, come up with 10, because that can be a struggle. Right. Like where, I thought five was reasonable to mm -hmm. ask the teacher to fill this form out. <laughs> and really, just also just, because I think it's a process that people could use. So the need is the, is, is the situational need. Yeah, yeah. What needs to happen for probably what? Safety, smooth, safety. smooth functioning of the rest of the group. Yeah, or, sometimes know. it's a licensing requirement. Sure, sure, you know. sure. So there's yep. a, like a kind of a practical need maybe. Yeah. And then the want is maybe what the teacher has put in the situation right. that maybe is, yeah. is, yeah, yeah, is not, like sideways or secondary to, right. to the need, but you can think that it's part of the need. Yeah, and it's easy so to get caught up to in because right? you might do something where like, oh, this is fun. So I'll give an example of before we leave the building, we have a pretty big building, so kids might be going down the hallway, you know, with the class, and then you're going out the door. Before you go out the door, you've got to make sure you still have all your kids, right? And we, there are several programs, so we have found, through unfortunate situations, yes. that just counting isn't enough because... Because there could be a different body. It could be a different body. Is, yeah. mm -hmm. um, we have a lot of kids with special needs that may right. just... They're, they know they're following right. a group. Right, right. They don't notice <laughs> right. it's a different group. Right. Yep. So, okay, so face to name. Mm-hmm. Like, before you go through the door, you need to so look that's, at the child that's, that's and know the name. That's the need. And then many teachers found, like, oh, if we, we could make it a game. Like, hey, when I call your name, you know, let's make a funny right. um, password or whatever, right. you know. Right. And so, like, when I call your name, say, googly breath, mm -hmm. you know. And But then what happens is you'll get a kid who's not paying attention, and they'll be like, you know, Ross. And Ross is just looking out the window. Ross! And they're waiting for Ross to say Googly Breath. Like, Ross, remember what you're supposed to say? Mm -hmm. And the need was to know that Ross is here. I've looked at his face, mm -hmm. and I check off his name. Right? That's mm -hmm. the only need. Mm -hmm. But through like just like trying to make it fun, teachers kind of lose sight of, well, it might be fun for half the kids are laughing and love this game. Right. But right. for the kids who don't, like you don't have to right. push them in. All you really well, need is to, to, right. to say so, the name and see the face. It's like, oh, there's Ross. Check. Right. You know, and you could still have Tom and Joey do googly breath, you know, right. or whatever. Well, I think like, the, your example was, you know, someone who's not paying attention, who's distracted. But I think your other point, too, the child who doesn't want to say it, 
And and in right. that moment that there's They're that choice upon. of you need to say this to do it because that's what I said. Right. And there there right. again that yeah. feeling of teacher control of you need to do it because everybody else did it. Right. Rather than oh, I see you. Maybe right. maybe a small high five. What's or right just, about I, the I see you? Yeah, really. You know, that's what it's, it is. Because yeah. it, it is. It's like I need to know you're here. I see you're here. I don't need to have that battle to get you to do something that you don't want to do. Right. And that I think there's that. That's where I think we get into that feeling of teachers being in control. Yeah. Why teachers? You have to. And stand if I asked me. a teacher, the initial reaction would have been, "Well, I have to make sure he's here." Right. 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 They, well, that's, that's what I was going to say. I think it's of, easy to lose. Yeah, it's easy to lose sight. And then the reason you would want to, you don't have to parse out every decision you make in the course right. of a day, but it's either because you are seeing a deficit in the child that may or may not. Right. Uh, yeah. Or a challenge, uh, whatever you want, you know, a developmental need, whatever right, it may, right. be, may or may not be there. You have right. to first decide, oh, is this my problem or their problem? Sure. Right. So sometimes this process helps you figure out those right, kinds of right. things. But then also, I think sometimes what happens is then, if you don't see this as a teacher that you're doing this, you're going, you know, Ross, Ross, Ross. And you know, now everybody who's standing there waiting to go outside is waiting for you to have this little dance with, with I'll keep saying Ross. And now, mm, now. He is that kid and after all. Now true. maybe they're getting antsy. So now maybe right. your whole transition, you're just like, oh, this is terrible. We're, it's just awful when we go outside because right. they get so, da, da, they won't listen. Because you've now taken the extra time to right. do this so like again if you don't see that you as the teacher have a role to play in right. making so i think this is yeah, a really good yeah. process for that and also just figuring out wait where where are my is this really the time right to have that expectation for the yeah. kid to maybe we're working on it maybe the right. kid doesn't answer me and they're disrespectful and mm-hmm. i want to work on it because it's not a great life skill to not acknowledge someone right. you know like but mm-hmm. maybe this isn't the time right because you're creating this other i mean so, yeah yeah so i think it's just really it's a really good tool for just kind of Right. Analyzing. Yeah. So then, yeah, and so it's not to say that because obviously you can't do this with every decision you make. But no. when it's something driving <laughs> you nuts, yes, then like let reflect on it and start to say. Because I watched a teacher yesterday with school agers, so they're seven and eight, and I heard her say right before they went through the door, "Hey, everyone, look at me because I just want to say this once." And I know as when I take classes on how to be an adult educator, they talk about you want to have it the directions written up on a slide or on a right. piece of paper or in the handout somewhere, right. you want to say it out loud. Then when the people go to actually start, so if they're breaking up into groups or whatever, you have to give directions again. Right. So you need to do it at least three times and then expect to go around for at least one group who mm-hmm. still doesn't know what to do. Right. right. And, right. and that's kids, an adult expectation. Yeah. yeah. And this idea that only say it once and there's something wrong with the kid and not thinking of it as, oh, I'm just going to say this. Actually, and that then... teacher's probably said it over, 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 oh, over, sure. over, over again, and it's still not working. Right. Right. And instead of think, thinking, why isn't this working? When work? I, when I just this... say yeah. this in this chaotic and environment, the they're not hearing Yeah, me. and the interesting thing, too, is that we were... If it's not working, then something has to... Ha- yeah, right. you, you, yeah, yeah. That should be a, a sign for you that maybe I need to do something differently. Right, right. which is Mike's whole process, right? When right, something's right. not working, and how do I do it? an actual <laughs> yeah, yeah. analytical tool. Right, and oftentimes one of the things teachers often forget is the visual. Yeah, thing, right? Oh, yeah. That, mm-hmm. You know, there are different types of learners, you yeah. know, and like for the visual learner, you could say it all you want. But if you're saying put on your jacket, put on your jacket, and one time you point at the jacket and say put on your jacket, that visual learner is much more likely to go over because you pointed, not because you said anything <laughs> right. different, but right, because right. you did something visual yep. or having literally a visual schedule or things. We yep. work with yep. a lot of children with autism and it's the mm-hmm. first thing we say with those kids, but kids with anxiety, 
-hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean they don't know what you said, but they want to remember because they're still worried. Is mom still coming to pick me up? Oh yeah. Look, remember here's, you know, first we're doing this, then we're doing this and you're pointing to these pictures and then mom comes and then they can go look at that drawing every so often. It doesn't, it's not that they don't know it in their head, right. but the visualization is going to just like kind of release the relieve the anxiety a little bit. Yeah. And it's one of those strategies people don't think about at first, but if you start looking at their strengths, oh yeah, when they can see something, they know how to do it. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, so then make sure they can see something. <laughs> right. You know, so it's just an interesting, and everybody does it. I, I know I do it all the time. As a parent, probably as a supervisor, the teachers are probably like, well, practice what you preach, Mike, because you, <laughs> you, you email us once and think we all know what you said, as if we have time to sit mm-hmm. in our office and read email or, you know. Yes. So right. I have to remind myself in those ways. I have the same, I don't know, shortcomings is the right word, but I have to reflect, like, why didn't anybody do this? It's like, oh, yeah. if I really want people to do something, I go to each classroom and say it to their face, right. send the email. And then have like a poster somewhere or whatever it is. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, I can't. Do you look for the five strengths? And I will say there are certain teachers that I do because sometimes I focus on right. the things that make my job hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the yeah. person who keeps forgetting to fill out their, their um, time card, you know, and then pay, payroll is asking me, like, what, you know, or those types of things. So I have to say, oh, but what are their strengths? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And focus on those. And yeah, so I do have to. Well, I think because I'm, I'm maybe taking this a lot deeper than it does, but I think it for the teachers working with children and you have that challenging child or you have the one who just is grating on you and you're just like, why are you still right. doing this? Why do you do this? And to remember if we step back and go, is this something that's bothering me? Right. Mm-hmm. Is it is it a truly a, a concern that maybe we need to get more information on? Like mm-hmm. if it's a right. if you're a just if you're just a typically developing classroom and you have a child who continues to not listen and is not they're just right. Do are you do you not hear me? Step back. Well, am I not being clear enough? Mm-hmm. Have they had their hearing checked? Because maybe they actually can't hear what I'm <laughs> I saying. I have had a teacher who eventually like. After going through this, this kid who, you know, we, you know, they keep getting rough. They're always physical. They don't listen to what I say. Um, and then way later in the conversation came up with, oh, yeah, he's getting um, his tubes in his ears next month or right. next week or whatever. Right. He's like, <laughs> right. right. And if you if you step back, one, I think it's it can be that pressure release to like, OK, I can take a moment. What is it right. really here? And then because yeah. really at the foundation of it is that. Children aren't nasty on purpose. They're not trying to tear at you to be, I'm just going to get you. It's like, because something doesn't feel right inside of me and I need help with this. And when I'm really little, I don't know how to necessarily express that to you or how to get that need met myself. So I'm reaching out in ways to try to get something to make. And the teacher might have those same feelings of I'm a good teacher, but this kid. Well, I'm doing something wrong or And right. I'm thinking too, yeah. the thing that the teacher wants to use the your yeah, process yeah. is not necessarily bad. I mean right, I don't right. want to come off oh, as yeah. like it's not you know, oh I, I really hope this kid can put their own coat on because boy, their kindergarten teacher's gonna think right. more highly of them. It's oh. things are gonna go a lot smoother. Like it's a, it can be a yeah. genuine good feeling. I want kids to be able right, to put their coats sure, on because sure. boy, don't they feel competent, et cetera, et cetera. That's not a bad want, right. but it's, right. but it but it may it's not gonna happen overnight and, mm-hmm. and maybe mm-hmm. you want to put coats on during playtime maybe you want to like right practice Find, on dress up clothes. yeah you know so i you know i don't want i don't want to say that because a teacher has an expectation it's wrong or it's bad right uh and people feel oh well it's something i want right, that it's right. the wrong thing 
but you know, you know but just right. maybe think of mm-hmm. like okay so why do you want that yeah. you know oh i and, want it because i think it's good for all kids yeah okay well then and is every kid in the class going to do it the same way like right. maybe it is that you put the first arm in, or I'll hold the coat while you put your arms in. You know, right. whatever. It might mm-hmm. be that you do it together right. at first. Right. So, yeah, but just your wants that, are not always bad. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, like, yeah, no, but that's that's a good point to make. Sometimes they're misguided. <laughs> right. Well, I, I just wanted to add to that because I think sometimes there is that survival aspect of uh-huh. I can't individually dress or work, nope. give right. each of you right. two minutes because that'll be 40 minutes before we get outside and everybody's ready to go. Sure. So, And if I take time with you, Joey, and you got your two minutes and right. now I'm spending, well, I got to give four minutes to Mike because right. he's, he's got a little right. extra. So then you well, probably have to sit down with somebody and break it down. Okay, so here's, here's right. gosh, no one in my class can put their coat on because right. they're two sure. or whatever. Then what is my strategy? Right. Right? Because it is... Well, and I think where my kind of mind went on the long run of it is that, well, if you're realizing it's taking X amount of time, stepping back to reevaluate what is it. But then also, if it's because we're a building with 20 classrooms and we only all get 10 minutes on the playground because we can't overlap, I don't want to miss out on that time. Right. So then you, well, so maybe it right, begs the right. question to then hopefully have a bigger discussion within that program mm-hmm. to go, what are we doing that we all feel stressed with this thing? Is it a bigger question that we can ask to then right. go through that same process? What's really mm-hmm. important for us? Mm-hmm. How do we prioritize that? Because if everybody wants to get outside, well, how do we share this space? Or how do we do it mm-hmm. so it doesn't feel like this is such a hard thing to do every day? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. So I think it's that idea of just, yeah, I think it's important to say that it's not that the teacher expectation is wrong. Mm-hmm. But you can get carried away with worrying about the expectation not being met rather than the need. Right. And figuring out how you scaffold so everyone can meet the need. And then sometimes, yeah, it's going to be a larger discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom, it seems like you, you had a program. It was a half day or a few hours where there was an outdoor space, but it was hard to get to or it would take too long in the amount of time you had. And rather than worrying about going out there to be, to do like whole body, you know, physical stuff. You just decided that's when you first started, like, well, how do I do it in the classroom? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another way that you were thinking about the need versus the expectation. Yeah. And why spend so much time of our valuable time trying to get dressed to go outside for a few minutes and then come back and undress. So it was imperative for me to bring in large muscle and more active kinds of things in the classroom. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a full day program might have it a little differently. Yes. But at the same right. time, they might say, right. we're only going out once and really making it worth. Right. Well, but then have to flip, something we're physical. We're only going to go outside. Yeah. You know, I mean, or so exactly. you know, you know, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's a good point, too. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. But you're getting at like, how can if this is if this is a real problem and detrimental to the to the kids and not part of what my overall goals are? How do I what kind of solutions can sure. I come up with? Mm-hmm. Well, this has been a great discussion. And Mike, I, feel like, I, re- I really did like your your example of helping a teacher be flexible in their thinking. Yeah. Right. Yes. I mean, what a good solution. Go put your coat on with a friend. And then you're not, it's not so much putting coats on. It's, mm-hmm. again. It's just a social it, thing. Yeah. It's bringing the strength to the fore. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a to it use a buzz nice. term, it's, it's a nice reframing tool. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah. what do I want to have happen? How can I make it happen? Yeah. The way, and the nice the way thing with the reframing is, is the teacher came up with the idea, not me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I simply got them to think about what the, you know, nice. that strength thing, right? Nice. And then it's yeah. like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So thanks, everyone. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Bond. We'll be back again next week with another episode. 
Music is by Big Wheel Popcorn.